Hello and welcome to The Opposite Effect. I am one of your co-hosts, Dustin Diodato. I am one of your co-hosts, Dave Worth. How's it going, everybody? Whoa, that's a lot of answers. Yeah, wow. Uh, well, I mean, because there's a group behind the glass. Yeah, the studio. yeah, yeah. Uh, they're just—it's like the Today Show where they're just pressed up against it, like yeah, yelling at us, and every so often one of them busts out a sign, and we have to fuzz it. Yeah, guys, it's distracting. Come on. Yeah, come on, come on. Uh, so before we started recording today, uh, one of the first things we said was like, "It was a slow week." It was, and then we realized that like. Oh my God! No, it was not a slow week. It well, it only it was fe- a juxtapositionally. It so felt far. like a slow week in the way that if you are walking around in a suit of armor, and then you take off the suit of armor, the next thirty miles don't feel as bad. Yes, <laughs> but it's still thirty fucking miles of right. walking. Um. All right, so let's get into it. Yeah, what the shit? Let's uh, do that. Let's start off with our. Uh, crazy Trump tweets. We didn't even come up with a list of like things we're not going to talk about because it was like upsetting. We'll get back to it next week, but uh yeah, I mean, look, this is still a work in progress. Yeah. Uh we're figuring it out. Apparently so is he. Yeah. So <laughs> But uh at least on that list is Elizabeth Warren. We're probably not going to talk about what everything happened with Elizabeth Warren. Uh we're probably not going to talk about the um the Mississippi wants to use the firing squad now. Yeah. Yeah. Um Probably not going to talk about Betsy, uh, Betsy DeVos uh, or yeah. Jeff Sessions. Um, yeah, I mean, in, in in regards to both of those, like they were good fights to have, but they were fights we were going to lose. It's good to lose in those ways. Yeah, we don't have a lot to say about it now because what do you say? We lost, and I'm sure they'll do terrible shit, and then we'll talk about it. Um, so, getting into our first crazy Trump tweet, um, uh, Dave and I have a theory. And not even a theory. It, it's a fact. It's totally fact. It's uh, as factual as anything else right, right now. Um, that um, Donald Trump has multiple personalities, for sure. Struggling to get out, struggling for domination in his 230-pound frame. Right. Um, we've, seen, we've seen it begin to show its face. Uh, we've seen him sign off things with Donald. Yeah. Uh, we've seen him sign off things with DJT. Yep, with Don. With Don. Yep. Um, uh, and this week, uh, we met a new personality. met a new personality. I'm going to read I'm going to read the tweet. Um, Big increase in traffic into our country from certain areas while our people are far more vulnerable as we wait for what should be easy D. <laughs> now, everybody had their fun with easy D. Right. Everybody said, ha, 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 what about hard Ds or whatever. What they didn't realize was, as we wait for what should be, and this is, you know, um, this is a common problem with Trump. You don't know where the punctuation goes. Right. As we wait for what should be, that's the end of the sentence. Easy D is Is the sign. It's him signing it. Right. So Easy D is another one of his personalities. Or, Or... Or... I mean, I agree that Easy D is one of his personalities. There's no question... It's a question of if he's aware of that personality and, and he's, he's saying like, wait, guys, you haven't even seen anything yet. Easy D's coming. Well, if you read it, if you read it in the voice of somebody who calls themselves Easy D, it reads much more philosophical. Can you, can you do it? Yeah. Hey, guys, big increase in traffic into our country from certain areas. While our people are far more vulnerable as we wait for what should be. You've been listening to Easy D in the AM. <laughs> Up next, another set about whales. So you took it a different way. I assumed that Easy D was a rap personality. No, I didn't, that's, I didn't that's, realize Easy D was like about to be like coming up next. That's a spl- like, that's a splinter personality off of DJT. DJ okay. DJT. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> See, it's getting so bad that the other personalities are starting to splinter. There's Don. There's Little Don. There's Big Don. He hasn't called himself either of those yet, but I'm sure they exist. All of them are screaming behind. I think Steve Bannon is a manifested portion of his personality. Like he might not even be there? No, he exists, but only by the sheer will of one of the personalities inside of Donald Trump 
being like, I must get out. He's like the evil manifestation of... I mean, it's st- there's still plenty of evil in there. Yeah. But yes, he is like a manifestation of one of his total id personalities. All right. Uh, you want to move on to our, our next... Yeah. What the hell? Let's do that. Um, oh, well, uh, which one do you want to handle next? There's so many. Um, why don't you call the shots? Oh, all right. What? So let's, you know, let's just read this one. Um, all right. I call my own shots, largely based on an accumulation of data, and everyone knows it. Some, all caps, fake, fake news, end caps, media, in order to marginalize lies. I think there's some tense disagreement there. Yes. Like, um, Here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. If I were to go on like Twitter or Facebook. Right. And tweet like, guys, everyone knows I don't have erectile dysfunction. <laughs> everyone knows it. My penis works. Perfect. Right. Everyone would know that I had that, you had, that you my penis was crazy. Yeah. Who knows what it's going to do tomorrow? Yeah, if I were to go on Twitter and say, "Guys, I uh, I paid my taxes on time and have never lied to my parents," we'd know that's a lie. We would know that's a lie. So clearly, that one was sad. Like, that one was super it, sad, wasn't yeah. it? It was. I, ju- I just got done lying to my parents. Yeah. like I did like, pay my taxes. Like about eight time. minutes before this. I, well, my parents called. Uh, peek behind the curtain here, guys. My parents called me uh, just before we went on, and I answered the phone and said hi. And my dad was like, uh, your mother's about to pick up on the other line because this is the world. I li- this is the world. Mm-hmm. And I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm about to go into a rehearsal. I can't talk. And my dad was like, all right, well. Should we call you later? And I was like, I'll call you in an hour. So as soon as I get off the uh, off this uh, podcast, I'm going to call my parents. But that was a lie. I'm not in a rehearsal. I'm in a podcast recording session. Why did I say I was in a rehearsal? It's because I would have to explain what a podcast is. And then my dad would ask me how he could listen it, to it. And then I would have to explain what iTunes is. And then my dad would say, how can I get it? And then I would have to explain what computers are. You should next time just invite him to be part of the studio audience. I think those guys would love him, right, Ken? Uh, See, they're they, into they it. They all press, they all raise their shirts and press their chests against yep. <laughs> the glass, men and women alike. Uh, uh, so yeah, so we felt the need to read that one just because, like, it's, that was for a person who is supposed to be the leader of the free world, the most insecure tweet you could possibly send. Yeah, it's. It's like saying, uh, it's like if he said, I don't fucking know what it's like if he said, we're through with the Rubicon here, guys. This is the saddest thing a president has ever said. And that includes Lincoln talking about his dead kids. Like, this is the saddest possible thing a person could do. Why would you be such a defensive? You won. You won. You're the president. For fuck's sake. Because it's never enough. What is, how deep is his well of need? But here, here's the question about how we should handle this. Because seemingly, he does have a, an, an unending well of need. Yes. But what if we took the opposite effect and we just said, you're king now. We're just going to make you king. Yeah. And then he'd be like, yay, I did the thing I was going to do. And then, like, go play golf all the time. Like, I think there's a chance well, that the, if we just gave him kingship... That's what he seems to think he was going to win. Mm-hmm. Which is weird because he watched... I mean, he spent a lot of time watching other presidents yeah. and commenting on them throughout his life. But he seemed to think, based off of, like, what, what our leakers have been saying and so forth, he seemed to think he wouldn't have to run the federal government now and he would just get to do what he wanted and be have a great time. And he seems very angry that people are asking him to work. Here, here's, here's where I think you're wrong. Okay. Um, if you think about, like, the most common shows that involve presidency, I'd say West Wing's probably the, the sure. top. Uh, I also watch a show called Madam Secretary. Um, oh yeah, I've seen that once or twice. Um, I find it entertaining. I like whenever she burns somebody. The the, the one the the one real time I ever watched it was at uh, my my 
my mom, my mother-in-law's place. Mm-hmm. And I, I think they got frustrated with me because every time she burned somebody, I just yell, you've been madam secretaried. <laughs> um, listen. She does it. Um, she does. She does. She madam secretaries but, a lot of people. But my point is, in both of those cases, the character that you see the least is the president. Yeah. Because the president, they just do a bunch of shit. Right. And then they just pop in the president's office and go like, hey, we could either invade like China or we could all have like candy bars. What do you think we should do? And he's like, candy bars, guys. Uh, and then he moves on with his Right. Life. So I think maybe Trump thought that like that's what it was. Right. Like he just watched The West Wing and just said like, I'll give a couple of like little inspirational speeches here and there, here and there. Right. And like, you know, otherwise like Josh will take care of everything. Right. I think he also... Um, I'm just going to say something controversial here. I don't think Trump respects black people very much. And I think the fact that the previous inhabitant... I'm very Mike Myers right now. What do you mean? Remember the, the Kanye West, Mike Myers? Oh, right. like, <laughs> George Bush hates black people, and he's like... Oh, uh, no. <laughs> although I feel far less awkward because I don't disagree with you. Right, right. Um, I don't know that Mike Myers disagreed as much as saw, saw that happen and was like what the hell do i do now because yeah, we rehearsed this like three or four this, times this and was, you never said that you have gone way off script um uh no so i don't think donald trump has a lot of respect for african-americans and in particular one african-american who he may have had whose bed he may have had defiled by piss hookers i'm talking about obama um who he claims likes him very much oh yeah well i mean Donald Trump has a very good barometer on who likes him, and it's everybody, <laughs> according to him. Yeah. Everybody knows that he calls his own shots. Um, uh, so uh, uh, the point is to say, I think the fact that the previous inhabitant of the office was a black guy he has no respect for I- indicated to him that this would be an easy job. Oh, because if, if he that could do guy it, can yeah. do it, yeah. gosh, I mean, DJ DJT has got this sewn up. I mean, presumably... Ignoring Obama for a minute, mm-hmm. you could make the assumption that, like, if Bush could do it. Right. Like. Well, I mean, except that it was a national nightmare for eight years. Right. But, yes. Right. But, like, you go, okay, Bush did it. And then Clinton, he was playing saxophone and smoking dubs all day. Like, and oh, just banging hookers. Clear. So, like, like if he could do it. Right. Then, like, Trump probably felt like, right. fuck it, I could do it. Um, I don't know if he was really smoking dubs and banging hookers. but I assume so. Yeah. I mean... Probably not. The hookers, country, probably the country was pretty rudderless during the Clinton <laughs> era. Let's not. That's not. We've had some shitty presidents in my lifetime. It's been a bad scene. Nobody played better saxophone as a president than Clinton. Clinton One of the things I find very interesting about Trump, BT does. Except for Taft. I don't want to. Like, yeah, no, I know all you Taft people are going to fucking come at me uh, with about his saxophone. They're, they're like three of them just threw themselves at the window. <laughs> Uh, they they had T A F on <laughs> yeah. their on their chests because the, the 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 fourth guy couldn't make it. Um, anyway, uh, I just see a sad guy with like T written on his chest, sitting on the subway. Trying to ha- hail a <laughs> cab. Like, Come on, damn it. Um, si- side note: I made this joke to Dustin earlier, um, but I I was delayed significantly getting here on the subway, which made me feel a little better about the state of the world because. Uh, we're not, we're clearly not at fascism yet. The trains aren't running on time. Jokes. Um, <laughs> I like, I like his comedians. We like apologize for reusing a joke that nobody no one, else has ever no heard. No one else heard. And also as but comedians. But you know that I would know. Also as comedians, we then say jokes. So we know <laughs> that people know that they were jokes. Uh, do we want to move on to our next, uh, Yeah, next I'm sure I had something else very witty to say, but okay. I'm going to go on because why bother? saying it uh, uh i believe uh i believe ivanka is up next. yeah yeah all right so this this was a major dust up nordstrom decides you know what we are doing fine we don't need ivanka trump um and drops her line from their stores um it subsequently comes out that nordstrom is doing super good mm-hmm. they're making a money money hand over fist selling i'm sure chinese made merchandise um, among that, Ivanka Trump's line is Chinese-made, but mm-hmm. whatever. Um, or parts of it are. I don't fucking know about fashion, but I have seen like the Ch- yeah. Made in China label that people have been passing around on the internet, so that's confirmed as far as I'm concerned. Um, anywho, Ivanka's line gets dropped. Ivanka 
has been hemorrhaging money also mm. comes out. Like her sales are way down. Like 40%. Or they, like yeah. Uh, I wonder what's anchoring them to the seafloor. Yeah. Um, so uh, Nordstrom makes a business decision. Is like, yeah, we're going to drop your line. It may also be a fucking political decision for all we know. Like they may not like the morality of carrying the Trump line. That'd be their right. Right. Uh, I, I don't love that the Coors Brewing Company gives millions of dollars to anti-abortion causes or whatever the fuck they're throwing at money at these days. But that's their right. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, I also don't drink Coors beer because I like to taste what beer tastes like. Um, Weird. Uh, that's what sort of annoyed me about the Nordstrom things because big Nordstrom thing because like uh, immediately Sean Spicer came out. Uh, but well, Trump. Uh, yeah. You want to read the? the I'll read the tweet. Yeah. So uh, Trump tweets. My daughter Ivanka has been treated so unfairly by at Nordstrom. She is a great person, dash, dash, always pushing me to do the right thing, exclamation point. Terrible! Right. Um, There's a lot to unpack here. Yeah. And I'm like, I have, uh, again, as a person who wants to cite the correct things, um, uh, I did watch a, the Daily Show did a segment on this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the very first thing they said when they came back from the clip was like, wait, she has to tell you to do the right things? Couldn't you just do the right things? It's also like, it's kind of an implicit threat. Like, yeah. hey, it's, it's sort of like one of those like, hey, nice story you got here. Be a shame if anything happened to it. Like, hey, nice daughter I got here. Be a shame if you stop carrying her line and she stopped telling me to do the right thing. And then I murder all of us with <laughs> nuclear bombs. Yeah, that, um, uh, so, uh, so two, two, People came out after that. Yeah. Uh, Sean Spicer came out and said, look, this is clearly an attack on, on the president ver- via, you know, his yeah, daughter. His daughter right. uh, and they're like, well, how do you know that? How do you know it's not a business thing? And he's like, look, because you can't separate the two. You can't separate <laughs> the business from the policies. Right. Um, and then collectively, um, 60 million or <laughs> 63 million people were like, yeah, we know. Well, that's, that's the point. Like, Actually, you can separate the two. You've just chosen not to. Right. Um, uh, and uh, you're probably in violation of several laws or at least the spirit thereof, you asshole. Right. Now, Trump is more likely than not in violation of the law by having that tweet exist in the first place. Right. But let's skip that for a moment. Sure. Let's go to his, uh, his lady, uh, Kellyanne Conway, right. who then went on to be like, Go buy Ivanka's stuff. Like, on the I'm air. Give, yeah. On, on a, the air. She in said, the White House briefing room. She said, I am giving them a free advertisement right now. Yeah. Um, and then they said she was counseled about it. Uh, I was like, you knew that was wrong. My I know that's wrong. tax dollars pay her fucking salary. Yes. Um, you know that's wrong. And if you don't know that's wrong, you haven't been paying attention in any way. Because if... if like, somebody, if Biden went and said, go buy Obama flakes, because right. Obama had a cereal called Obama flakes, everybody knows it, it's great, you should go buy it. Right. Um, but if during the presidency, uh, Biden was like, go buy Obama flakes, right. like, we'd be hearing about it for fucking ever. There, I mean, like, I remember looking at Obama uh, in a picture, as I did, because, I mean, why, why would you do anything else with your day? Mm-hmm. He's a good looking man. And seeing a wristwatch he was wearing and being like, oh, that's a really cool watch. I wonder what kind of watch is. And then Googling, what kind of watch does Obama wear? And finding out. But it took some pretty fucking difficult work. It's not like he was like fucking like being like, the guy's got to wear a watch. Right. It's not like he was fucking. Can you imagine if Obama was like, hey, buy Michelle's pants? <laughs> would be awesome. I, would, I mean, I would. would. I would absolutely. No. <laughs> I would. Also, I want to talk about, I want to go back to this tweet for just a second and go back to uh, the placement of the word terrible. Okay. Which is at the end. I'm going to read the tweet again. My daughter Ivanka has been treated so unfairly by at Nordstrom. She's a great person, always pushing me to do the right thing. Terrible. Seems like you'd put terrible after Nordstrom, unless you were trying to say that Ivanka pushing him to do the right thing was terrible. See, I think I think he's trying to say he doesn't <laughs> like his daughter, <laughs> or he, he just, doesn't like the right thing. He doesn't like the right thing, which she's always pushing him to do. She wants to, and now she's going to have more free time. 
because her line's dying, and all he's going to be doing is hearing from her about how she's a great person and he should do the right thing when he wants to do evil shit. Could you please <laughs> yeah, keep so, her busy? So, guys, go buy some Ivanka Trump shit. Yeah. Keep th- her busy. Keep her busy so that Donald Trump can continue to be evil. Yeah. I think that's a perfectly reasonable reading of that. <laughs> uh, what else we got? Oh, um, this one, it's, it's going to get convoluted. Um, it's the China tweet. Yeah. All right. So, um, and I apologize because I don't honestly know how to pronounce X I Mm. in the context of the Chinese language. So I'm going to pronounce it Z. Mm. Uh, that may be incorrect. I'm going to apologize in advance. Reading the tweet. I believe it's key. Key. All right. I will pronounce it as such. Uh, if that's wrong, um, uh, please email us and let us know at whatever email we have do we have an email we don't okay then don't but go, go just post in the comments on yeah the, or, uh, on the website or you know throw a thing at my head when you see me in public um all right the failing at new york times does major fake news fake news all caps mm-hmm. china story saying quote mr key has not spoken to mr trump since november 14th end quote we spoke at length yesterday and I want, before we dive into, like, the weirdness of, uh, that surrounds this tweet, that, yeah. that just imbues this tweet, the, the president of the United States of America and leader of the free world wrote, does major fake news China story. <laughs> yes. And was not immediately, like, somebody didn't immediately come up to him with a cattle prod and just zap him lightly, mm-hmm. not, not, not to hurt him, but just to be like, come back. Here's come my, back. Here, here's my request. Um, if you're a teacher out there listening, <laughs> uh, I want you to write that sentence on the board. And then I want you to ask your students to dissect that sentence and be like, which one of these is like... Is, is words. Yes. <laughs> Does major fake news China story... Is he, like, it, it, this is grist for the mill that Donald Trump is a Russian agent. Mm-hmm. Because that, that seems like the type of, like, s- string of words that, would, that could very easily mean something else. Right. Oh, and just to jump up, another story we're not going to talk about, but hopefully we're going to talk about next week. Please, for the love of God, let us yeah. talk about oh this next God. week, is the fact that CNN got confirmation that at least parts of the Russian dossier... Uh, are true. Are, are true. Yes, are confirmed. That, these conver- that conversations did happen. And meanwhile, Michael Flynn, it, got, it was confirmed that, uh, that uh, General F- Flynn um, had several conversations with uh, the Russian ambassador during the transition period um, after Obama had kicked out um, Russian agents in the country. Um, and... Uh, He'd said that hadn't happened. Yeah. A. Pence had gone on TV and said that hadn't happened. And, and it totally happened. It totally fucking happened. And the thing that I really enjoy most about that, and again, we're not talking about it this week in any depth, but the thing that several people have pointed out is that Flynn was the head of the, def- like, the, the, the head of defense intelligence or something like that. Mm-hmm. I think it was the defense intelligence agency. Don't quote me on that. He was highly placed in American intelligence back in the day before he was removed in 2014 for being a total bag of cocks. <laughs> um, seriously, Michael Flynn once retweeted, not to, n- no more Jews, no more. <laughs> seriously, look it up. Look it up. He, tw- he retweeted that. And then I got blocked by him on, on Twitter when I said, uh, you're retweet this, you're a fucking anti-Semite. Uh, he blocked me for that. Mm. Fuck him. Fuck that piece of garbage. Fuck Michael Flynn. Fuck him, fuck him, fuck him, fuck him. Anyway, so... Remember, po- we're not talking about this. We're not talking about this. about this. Fuck Michael Flynn. Uh, that fucking anti-Semitic piece of trash. Um, the point of all of this is to say that Michael Flynn, as a highly placed intelligence officer, should well have known that we had our thumbs way up those conversations. Mm-hmm. Any conversation that happens public in any kind of public way with a Russian ambassador is one everybody in the intelligence community can just be like, I wonder what got said there. Right. 
and I was reading an article about it, and uh, or I was seeing a news story about it, and they're like, look, if you're in the intelligence community and you have a meeting with a high-level official like that, you write it down. Yes. You know, and you say what you did. And he said, when asked about it, like, oh, I don't remember. If we talked, I don't remember if we talked about it. It's like, yes, you do. Yes, you, yes do. you do. Yes, you do, because you do. Right. Because you think we're all as dumb as you are, you dumb fuck. Yeah. You dumb anti-Semitic <laughs> fuck. So anyway, um, so next week we're going to talk about the Russian it's thing. It's just going to be me cursing like that. You may want to, yeah. y- depending on your, um, abil- your ability to handle that, that's a warning in advance. Uh, but getting back to the New York Times thing, and then we'll move on to our main topic right. relatively quickly. But here's what I love about it. The New York Times was like, hey, you haven't spoken to China. Um, we're going to write a story about the fact that you haven't spoken to China. Right. I know and you guys re- have one, one, one China policy issues. The reason they hadn't spoken was because they'd had like this contentious back and forth and there'd been a one China, like you say, there'd been yeah. a one, uh, an argument over the one China policy. And it was thought that Key was saying, I'm not talking to you. Right. Like publicly, basically. So the New York Times wrote an article and they said, hey, we're, here's the article. We're going to like, we're going to post this. Right. Um, they're like, okay, well, you know, we're posting it tonight. Like, you got anything to say about it? Yeah. Um, like, all right, we're going to post it right. at nine o'clock tonight. They kept coming to the administration being like, hey, that article we sent you, you interested? You want to you comment? Do you have anything to say about it? Now, there are multiple ways to read that, but uh, you could simply say, hang on a sec. Yeah. We're, we're, we're working on this. Another way, another, because they then went ahead and had a conversation, him and Key. Um, and that, admittedly, that the administration argues was a couple of days, like in the planning. Right. That, I mean, then this administration's never lied about anything, so you can. But even if I give them the benefit of the doubt, they basically said, "Okay, w- like, like the New York Times, like, we're going to post this at nine o'clock tonight," and right. they're like, "Okay, great, we're going to have a conversation with <laughs> with the guy from China at eight thirty, so that technically the thing that you're posting is a lie." But you don't know that it's a lie. Right. It's just, it, it was factually inaccurate at the time they posted it, but factually accurate a half an hour earlier. Right. And, and it wasn't publicly, in, like, it wasn't publicly announced that the conversation occurred right. until after the article was posted. And the article uh, was written while still factually accurate. Right. So, so I don't understand how that is major, what was the exact wording again? Um, major fake news China story. Yeah. Um, which it, it felt like it was one of those things where like, I know it was planned a little bit in advance, mm-hmm. but like, it really felt like it was. <laughs> Why wouldn't he? Why wouldn't yeah. he? Like, I mean, like, cause the other thing was like, he, he, he keeps backing down with people, right? Like, why wouldn't he just call up key and be like, if he gets the article at six, I got, I, I mean, all I'm doing is hanging out in my bathrobe watching Fox. I can call key. Sure. Yeah. And then tell him whatever fine just just on the basis of this times article i believe he'd do that he's a fucking sack of crap yeah all right so let's get into our main thing um because we were looking back on uh on the on the first hundred days of the administration Mm. which i know that technically it's only the first 21 days of the administration uh but in uh trump administration time uh we're through about 300 days uh, as far you. as I can tell. Uh, <laughs> and we're like, okay, what has the administration focused on? What have they accomplished? Yeah, what, what, what is their main thing that they're trying to do? And, and I, think, um, it's a, I think they're very smart in the sense they were like, what problems should we start by solving? Right. Problems that don't need solutions. So <laughs> therefore, we've immediately accomplished the thing that we're trying to accomplish. Right. We can we can say that crime has gone down because crime continues to go down. Yes. It just it looks like we accomplished something because we were saying it was going up and now we can just point to actual numbers. Right. It, it's sort of like being like, I'm a smart investor because I'm going to invest in real estate. Yeah. And in the long run, because of the way inflation works, <laughs> I, I, it'll be a smart investment. I'm, on gonna, my part. I'm a smart investor because I'm going to take this dollar. Yeah. Which, you know right now buys x and in 10 years it'll be able to buy y that's actually terrible investment don't do yeah, that don't that one you that, that one that sense, was, that, i'm gonna take this dollar and buy a gallon of milk with it because then it, no nope. that that no nope. that's gold. not gold gold is a good uh 
Uh, what can I buy with this dollar? Gold. I'll buy real s- estate. I'll buy some real estate with this dollar, except 2008. Look, don't don't long run. Long run. Money's bad. Point, don't money. Point being, um, point being, uh, we focus. So we focused on three things: uh, immigration, um, based on the the Muslim ban, right? Um, law enforcement, mm-hmm. uh, based on the three executive orders that were passed this recent Friday, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, what's the third one? I can't. I, oh, um, uh, fuck! Why did you? You were supposed to go uh, on voter fraud. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Why are you mad at me? Because I didn't remember the third one. Well, I'm looking at the window. Yeah, well, all the window, all the guys up against the window are being really distracting. Why do we have this giant dry erase board with everything that we're going to talk about on it? If like, I, you gotta, you gotta talk to Kenny, the guy who writes on the dry erase okay. board because he uses cursive. Throw Kenny under the bus I'll again. Throw, I, all right, so uh, Muslim ban. Muslim. Uh, as of the recording of this, Muslim ban is still in effect. Um, it was initially uh, paused by a judge, mm-hmm. and then uh, a three-panel judge, uh, three-other panel, Ninth Circuit uh, Court upheld that ban. Right. Uh, um, and that, I, I mean, here's, here's what a fucking nerd I am. I found an audio stream of the arguments in progress and, and, and listened to it, um, and it was actually surprising to me that it was a unanimous decision because the 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 Bush appointee on the court really le- leaned in to um uh, the, to the state's case to the state's case. Mm. But at the end of the day, yeah, all three of them were like, "Yeah, this is fucking more shit. Go home." Right. Um. Uh. And if you need sort of a, a, an epitome of, of like what's going on in the in the Trump administration, uh, he fired back a quick tweet mm-hmm. of um. See you in court. National security is at stake. I uh, believe that's the exact exact wording. Well, see you in court. The security of our nation security is sta- our nation. at stake. Yeah. All caps. Right. Um, Very angry. Right. Because um, it was this instant visceral reaction of see yeah. you in court. Um, now, we'll ignore the fact they were already in court. Right. Like this thing occurred in court. Although right. technically it occurred over the phone. Right, and they can. But it, I mean, they can go to other courts. Right. Um, that's that's the beauty of the system. You can appeal, uh, but they're not going to. <laughs> well, they don't seem to know what they're doing. They've said, basically, they've they've said we're going to do every option. <laughs> they've right. said they might they'll go to uh, courts below the Supreme Court. They said they'll go to the Supreme Court for an immediate appeal of the stay. They've said, uh, no, we're going to rewrite the the order. Which, by the way, that's the stupidest idea they've had. If they rewrite the order, the standing um, still counts. Like, yes, the standing is about this order, but if if you rewrite the order, the people people can well, say yeah. people can say, but but the other one though. Well, here, it'd be like it'd be like if Mississippi during during uh, during Jim Crow era when when those laws were overturned was like. Okay, we'll rewrite the Jim Crow laws. Yeah, people be like, yeah, but we the problem we know. is the, the problem is what they are. We know yeah. what you did. Well, here here's the thing. Like, um, the the reason that they that it got overturned because everybody was arguing that like, well, technically the president has you know mm-hmm. has a lot of leeway in terms of national security. Um, and technically the, true. Yeah, and the courts were like, yeah, that's not what we're that's not what we're arguing. You just didn't say why national security was yeah. a concern. You you could have said classified shit. You yeah. could have just said, like, look, there's stuff we can't talk about. Right. But like and we then, have legitimate reasons. And you can and then you can spike it to like a, a secret court and they right. can look at that. But um they didn't say that. Right. They just said, uh, we're doing it. Right. So like Trump's argument of I kind of have the right to do that wasn't what they were debating because he has the right to do that to some degree if there is a legitimate cause for concern over national security. But but, you have to make the case for a legitimate cause for national security. And this is the thing. This is why, like, look, there's a lot of people who are going to suffer at the hands of Trump and he may still be revealed to be some kind of Machiavellian genius. But this is why... Like the Trump administration is uh, kind of a fucking laughing stock of incompetence because 
all they had to do was do that. And all they had to do was push it past some lawyers who could like actually lawyer this. And they stood a decent chance. They may still win some aspect of this. It's hard to say, though. I mean, they took this this to to a, to a group of serious jurists right now. They'd get laughed out, I'm sure. Um, they've they've poisoned the well so successfully on their bi- on one of their biggest pieces of potential legislation and and policies that. I mean, can you imagine what would happen in this country if they tried again? Mm-hmm. They tried once and airports around the country filled up. Air- airports in Texas filled up. But he, here's why it's brilliant. Because there are two options that he's got now. Either nothing goes bad. Mm-hmm. And then, yay, um, people don't die. And Trump kept us safe because, you know, right. like... Because he's because you, you get you get you get credit for what happens on your watch, right? Or there's an attack, and then you go like, "Well, that attack is because of that guy," right? Possible, but for that to happen, first of all, the attacker would have to be from one of the countries. Would he? Probably. I mean, like this isn't this isn't fucking Bush getting a pass on 9/11 occurring. Hmm. This is Trump. These are different things. Like, Trump is known not to take his briefings. Trump is known to be a fucking, like, idiot. And Trump steps on his own dick repeatedly. He, he got in a fight with the Gold Star family. He, 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 like, he can't convert wins. The, he didn't even but he win. But he, he didn't but he did. win. But he did. He, but he did. barely did. But he did. He needed James Comey. We have a whole podcast based on the fact that he did. I know, but he... People talk about Trump as if he is playing us, as if he's a Machiavellian genius, as if he is... You, you said that earlier, that he yeah, might be one. The, he's not. I listen. He's, pay attention. He's not. He's an idiot. And why did you say he might be one? I, he could be still revealed to be one. I, can't, okay. I live in a world where it's possible I'm wrong. <laughs> but in the world as it is revealing itself right now, the scary thing isn't that Trump is a genius and playing all of us. The scary thing is that there, is, there are actually no clothes on the emperor. Mm. This is an administration top down filled with fucking idiots. But but he, but my point is he's picking the right fights. As we go through these, it, 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 like it's obvious to me that he's picking the right fights he, because either he's right and we're safe, or like I, you know, like if there's I, no if there's no attack, he kept us safe in quotes. And if there is an attack, he tried to keep us safe, but the government, the rest of the, the government parts stood of, in the way and blah right. blah blah. And then he gets more power because everybody's encouraging him to have more power. I don't think anybody will go for that, but I'll 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 cede the ground for the time being because uh, there uh, there's a it, lot it, that could happen right, under any right. attack it, circumstance. It, if no other thing than the then the people who were sort of in the middle of the road mm-hmm. from the electorate will be like, you know what, he was right. And now yeah, I have more faith are, people, in him. People don't have a lot of uh, time for the nuance. So right. I'll give you that. Um, so, so for me, that was that, that's number one mm-hmm. in his list of um, fights that he's taking on that he automatically wins. Okay. Uh, number two is the law enforcement. Uh, on Friday afternoon, or maybe it was late Thursday, but probably early Friday, uh, Trump put out three executive orders, uh, all some in one way or another related to law enforcement. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one was to create a. Um, they're all basically to create a, a task force, or you know, a commission to work on uh, on something. The first one was uh, to focus on uh, lowering crime, mm-hmm. uh, specifically focused on drug trafficking, uh, illegal immigration, mm-hmm. uh, and violent crime. Right. Um, which seemingly is what the Department of Justice is for. I feel like we have one of those already. Well, yeah, we're we're pretty nu- nuanced. I I, uh, I mean, like ICE exists solely for legal immigration. Illegal immigration, and it should be noted that illegal immigrant illegal immigrants already commit crime at much lower rates than uh, our citizens, who are very good at killing each other. Um, I I read a really interesting article actually about uh, the, the the decline in crime. Um, over uh, the last 30 years as crime has declined and murders have gone down nationwide, so has the murder closure rate. So back in the... Because there's less to... No, it's that the crime... I think it's that the crimes that are being committed, the murders that are being committed 
that we're closing are uh, the ones that are the ones that make sense still. Like, mm. It's pretty easy to close most murder cases. Guy, the husband did it. The, the husband did it. did it. Right. Um, those are the 60% now that are getting closed. It used yeah. to be about 80%. Okay. The rest... Are just the wacko nut jobs? 200,000 murders in the last 30 years that have gone unclaimed, unsolved. Mm-hmm. And one of the, like, sort of backdoor theories that you kind of can start to draw out from this article that I read is there are a lot of serial killers out there. I mean, there, there are, there, there, um, when I, I worked at NBC for a little while Mm -hmm. and if you put anything on 750,000 to a million people will watch it Mm -hmm. just by virtue of the fact that like, the TV's on, and you are one of the major networks. That number may be a little bit lower now because it's been a while, but right. at the time, um, you couldn't do worse than that. The only way you could do worse than that is if the thing that you had on the air was what just sort of like Nazi propaganda. <laughs> right. Then you drop down to like 300,000, right. um, or depending on the state, up to 2 million. Um, <laughs> so that was your baseline. So I think the thing you may also be referring to is there may also just be a baseline murder kind of thing because like random serial killing nut job wacko people like that will just by default get away with murder because it's really it's almost hard, impossible it's to catch hard them. to close a, a random murder right right um it's also like maybe there's a class of murder that happens that we don't really understand the mechanism we now have a very good mechanism of understanding for um domestic violence murder and for gang murder and for uh, drug crime murder. We may not have uh, a great mechanism for understanding workplace murder Mm. yet, or um, guy flips out with an AR-15 murder, you know? Yeah, that's, that's, we don't really understand those murders yet and how to prevent them, how to close them, it, et cetera. Um, I want to focus on uh, the, uh, well, let me just go through the other two executive right. orders because I want to focus on the second one uh, sure. mostly. Um, the second one is a, a task force dedicated to uh, prosecuting and looking at ways, uh, well, prosecuting um, violent crime and uh, and murder against police officers uh, and looking at ways to lower that number. Right. Uh, and the third one is uh, a group making sure that we are looking in ways to combat drug cartels and making sure that we're sharing information across agencies right um i want to focus on the second one specifically Mm -hmm. because uh the news has really predominantly focused on the law enforcement aspect of it because we all know from the first one that like let's make crime go down which it has nonstop, pretty much for the last 40 years except for this last year it went up a little bit because the the numbers are so low the overall rate we're at the point of statistical noise like the overall rates are so low that changing them by five Yes. Shoots them up. But also, crime fell nationwide. It rose in like three or four cities around the country. And there's no, there's, it's, it's all very confusing. Chicago rose, uh, Nashville rose, Houston rose. They're blue, red. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, uh, Orlando rose because of the pulse shootings, you know? Um, there's no, there's no real rhyme or reason to a lot of it now that can be discerned, though people are working on it. Yes. And it's good to work on. Oh, um, and just to jump back from a statistical anomaly kind of thing for a moment, because mm-hmm. that sparked something in my mind. We were talking about the immigration ban and the Ninth Circuit. Everybody was like, this is the most uh, left-wing, ridiculous circuit uh, court uh, out there. They have a, they have a 79% uh, uh, overturn rate when it goes to the Supreme Court. Um, the average is 70% overturn rate when it comes to the Supreme Court because they only take cases of the Supreme Court that stand a very legitimate case right. of getting overturned. Your average state, is your average thing is only going to face four or five uh, trials in a year. So that number fluctuates like... Large, yeah, it's all, you know. it's all noise and anomaly. Like the, the, the sample sets on overturned by the Supreme Court are pretty fucking low. Right. The court hears like 10 cases a year. Get over yourselves. Yeah. So anyway, going back to this. Um, so, uh, you know, uh, I was, I, I wanted to focus on the law enforcement aspect of it. Mm-hmm. And I was, because like, um, at the end of the day, anyone dying is bad. Right. And you like, 
and you know uh, I know people have varying opinions on the police, but if you if you are of the belief that the police are there standing between you and crime, and there to keep you safe, you know, and I don't want to get into whether or not that's legitimate because <laughs> you but, see the look on my right, face. But let's just for the sake of this discussion, let's make the argument. That that's their purpose. Well, for the sake of this discussion, why even make that argument? For the sake of this discussion, let's just say that whatever you do, whether or not you work in real estate, which I consider a pretty not great profession, or you uh, fucking are a drug dealer, you shouldn't die. Right. Yes. People shouldn't die. People shouldn't die. It, you, and, and there should be mechanisms in place to prevent them from dying. And I am for spending any amount of money that keeps anybody from dying. Right, but I, the reason I bring it up is only because presumably if there's a group out there that is entrusted with our safety, then, and again, I don't want to get into right, whether or no, not, but, like, like, but what I'm saying, if there's a group out there right. that's entrusted with our safety, then we want to be a little bit more protective of something happening to those people because, you know, because they're there to keep us safe and we want to keep them safe. Sure. Is that a fair statement? Sure. And you could say it not just about the cops. You could say it about firefighters and EMTs. Yes. Which I would love to see a nationalized program towards uh, uh, studying their injuries and deaths. Right. Um, but again, the reason that I'm bringing it up is because the, natu- the, the national sentiment from the conservative side, um, specifically the people, the person who he is beating the drum for right now, uh, are very much of the belief that it is a problem that police officers are getting killed in the line of duty. We saw it in a high-profile way last year when, during some of the Black Lives Matter protests, there were ambushes on cops. Right. And so um, we actually had a conversation about this before we went on, which is why we're both dancing around each other yes. so much, where Dustin asked me... I, I, don't, want to get, I don't want to get into this. No, no, no. Dust, do, you, do, you, do you want me to bring up the question you asked me that we were looking up? The, 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 the oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yes. Yes, yeah. okay. So Dustin asked me... Um, how many, because you looked it up mm-hmm. on the, I assume the FBI crime statistics or whatever. I don't remember exactly where it was, but like, uh, yes. It, it, it wasn't on, on, a, on a bad website. Yes. Dustin is good at spotting fake news. Yeah. You um, didn't look it up on the New York Times. Dustin asked. Uh, how many police officers do you think were killed in the line of duty last year? And that includes basically like anyone who died with a uniform on at the time. Right. And I did like a basic statistical self-analysis and I said, well, like, let's see, how many cops are there in the country? Being a cop is probably a slightly more dangerous job than a lot of jobs. Okay. They drive around a lot. They carry guns. Um, They uh, uh, encounter violent people as part of their job. Oh, geez. I mean, there are dogs around. That's a thing. There are 50 states. Break it down by that. God, you got to say probably. And I said, uh, and then there are heart attacks on the job. I mean, it's stressful. So let's go with 1,100. There's probably a million cops in the country. 1,100 seems right. space. Now you, you at home think about whether or not you think that number is... High or low. High or low. Um, I knew the answer when I asked the question. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew and that- you guys know <laughs> that I'm a flaming liberal gas bag. And from the, the dancing we're doing, you can kind of guess where I come down on, like, whether the cops deserve special protection over the rest of the country and how often I think, like, uh, cops uh, face true danger. Right. Um, and the, the actual number for year uh, 2016 was 135. Right. Which, 135 people dying in any way is bad. Right. It is. It is. And, um, but if you want to get into, and like, this in no way diminishes the fact that that's 135 families without somebody coming home. 135, uh, uh, you know, maybe, you know, if they've had kids, sets of kids who won't have a parent. Um, and it's, it's very, very sad for each one of those individually. Um, Statistically, it's not a very large number. Uh, there are large numbers of people in the country um, who statistically, you know, get attacked by alligators more than that. Right, you know? lawnmowers kill more people. Well, yeah, like fucking, if you're talking about va- value to the work uh, uh, the work reward ratio, how much you can get out of what you're putting into it. Look, again, I think any amount of life saved is good, and I think we should throw money at it. It's just, 
you have to ask yourself why a president who ran on authoritarianism is throwing money at this issue. Yes. Uh, again, I believe it's because it's a very solvable problem in the sense that the crime rate has continued to go down over time, and none of us are really seeing crime in our individual areas, minus a couple of areas, as an actual big deal. We occasionally see on the news that there is crime. So it's easy to solve the problem of let's reduce crime because A, it's already going down, and B, where it's happening is so like ultimately insignificant, especially in, in the cop situation. It is, right. it is a particularly low number um, that really would have continued to go down if not for those handful of ambushes that we saw right. last year. And keep in mind that of that 135, the majority were traffic-related accidents. Right. Look, it's a dangerous job, and like the, that, that number also doesn't um, uh, deal with the people who were injured or who lost their jobs due to paralysis or anything else. Like, um, being a cop's tough. I've known some cops. Some of them are very nice people. Uh, the, the, the majority of the cops I know, actually, I know through fundraising work for cancer research, and uh, I don't want to come across as maligning um, the individuals who work as police, um, who have been some of the loveliest folks I have ever met. Um, and again, like, broadly speaking, I'm supportive of the idea of driving down death, you yes. know? Um, uh, there's a, one of the things is that humans are very bad at, um, actually assessing risk. Mm -hmm. You know, we upended our entire foreign policy and domestic policy as in terms of what we were willing to tolerate, uh, in terms of domestic spying and, 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 you know, checks at airports and checks on, uh, immigrants, um, we upended all of that over terrorism. We've upended very little of it over global warming and heart attacks. Which are significantly. I it, mean, like, yeah. people are dying of that shit. But uh, getting, getting back to these, these three things, here's what we realized when we were looking at it. We are like, A, there's a lot of executive orders. Mm. And B, there's a lot of task force. Yeah. That's three task force. And for a person who's totally against government spending and increasing the size of government... That's he's a, made a lot of task force. He's made a lot of government. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. Right. And we're like, look, I want to support you uh, in whatever way I can. And I remember that there was an executive order uh, where you referenced that for, you know, uh, for, for every, every regulation, regulation, you got to get rid of two. Right. So I feel like that that should apply here. So yeah. as far as I'm concerned, we go, okay, like, we'll do these three. Sure. Um, we'll get rid of the Muslim ban. Great. I mean, the courts are already handling that for you, guy. Right. Uh, we'll get rid of uh, the abortion ruling. Yeah, why not? Uh, where you can't... You know what I mean. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's two. That's two right there. Um, what else do we want to get rid of? Uh, uh, sheesh. Um, uh, Steve Bannon on the... Uh, Steve Bannon on the NSC. Great. Yeah. Great. Um, that's three. Just three more to go. Yeah. Um, technically, the... Uh, um, the drug cartel and the drug trafficking one are redundant. So, so there we we're, we got there you we go. got two right there. Right. So you get rid of you, yeah, get, you get rid, rid of, of one. one, and then you got you don't have to get rid of two others. Right. Great. So, yeah. So we just solved your problem. We just solved um, all your problems, Donald Trump. Uh, but again, this is another example to me of a thing that he's automatically won by virtue of doing it, because right. because um, crime is going down so precipitously, and 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 there's no reason to believe the trend is going to not continue except that this is year zero and the old rules are dead right and it, and if it goes up then he goes yes that's why i made a task force right the task force hasn't had an opportunity to do anything yet because even with the task force ta task force especially like the drug cartel one uh the specific ruling in it was uh we will meet again in 120 days mm -hmm. and then annually every year after that right so it's not even like a thing that he like really super cares about. No, this is like this is like, it's yeah, yeah. Um, no, so I get, mean, fucking uh, Christ. Uh, in an effort to keep this uh, relatively not over an hour, uh, but we may get there. Uh, our third one is voter fraud, and there's not a lot to say about voter fraud except uh, that it doesn't happen. Right, um, uh, and I love this week because uh, again, this is an easy thing to uh, an easy problem to solve because uh, it's not happening. Right. So you can but, say that there's voter fraud. But, there's, but Donald Trump 
legitimately seems to believe there's voter fraud. Right. And New Hampshire specifically was the one that came up this right. week. So this is from a political um, uh, 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 article, which I'm going to quote because it's... Um, uh, whoa. <laughs> um, so the, Trump has this meeting. Um, ten senators are there uh, to talk about his Supreme Court nomination of Neil Gorshk. Um, and because it was a conversation about that, Trump decided to talk about voter fraud. Um, and, uh, he suggested that he was a victim of widespread voter fraud again, despite all evidence to the contrary. Which we have, we we have stated very publicly that we fully agree with. Let's do another election. (laughs) Let's just run the whole thing over. Yeah. Yeah. Because now people have... Let's put everybody on the table. Yeah. Just throw... Every senator, like, let's, you know, I would, I would, and I've said this for a while, I would completely sponsor a national recall of everybody. Yeah, let's give it a shot. Throw them all out. Yeah. Um, I mean, there are people I'd vote back in personally, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trump, first and foremost. Um, so this is from the political article, and I'm just going to quote it uh, verbatim. As soon as the door closed and the reporters allowed to observe for a few minutes had been ushered out, Trump began to talk about the election, participants said, triggered by the president, uh, presence of former New Hampshire Senator Kelly Ayotte, who lost her re-election bid in November and is now working for Trump as a Capitol Hill liaison, or Sherpa, on the Supreme Court nomination of Judge Neil Gorshk. The president claimed that he and Ayotte both would have been victorious in the Granite State if not for the, quote, thousands of people who were, quote, brought in on buses from, na- from neighboring Massachusetts to, quote, illegally vote in New Hampshire. According to one participant who described the meeting, quote, an uncomfortable silence momentarily overtook the room. Was that uncomfortable silence, the realization that the president of the United States believes a legitimately insane thing? Yes. Yes, I think it was. Because... And here's That's what I, legitimately fucking insane. Here's what I love, and I apologize, I did not write down the name, uh, but the head of the, I guess, the Federal Election Committee or whatever it is, the, the people in charge of Biden, right. that kind of stuff. Now, let's ignore for a moment that um, there was an independent group uh, responsible for watching over elections that got terminated uh, under Trump, who's so concerned about voter fraud. Um, but we had, we've had arguments about that, personally. Um, he, like, I appreciate his reaction was like, Oh my God! Really? <laughs> what? If that's the case, that's like the worst. Yeah. Give me the evidence. I'm. Yeah. Let's I go. Will, let's go deal with this. The shit up. Yeah. That is uh, that is busloads of felons. Right. Um. It's also. I mean, like. This is number one. Like, this, I'm waking up early tomorrow. Yeah. Let's deal with this. I mean, uh, there's a. I think a a a, a trade term amongst um, uh, writers called sounds like sense. Mm-hmm. Um, which means like, yeah, you talk you, like that, you, you say a thing and everybody goes, oh yeah. And like, then walks to the room and then goes, wait a minute. <laughs> because if you actually spend any amount of time, first of all, if you vote, which I'm not sure about Trump, but if you vote, you know that you go into a voting place and say who you are. And mm-hmm. they, like, depending on where you are, they ask you for things. Um, if you uh, live in a state that doesn't like voting very much, they ask you for ID. Mm-hmm. If, they, if you don't, if you live in, like, New York, like I do, they ask you to countersign against your name. They have a list of people who live there. And you just sign your name next to your old signature. So that's the affirmation that I am not committing a felony by doing this. Mm-hmm. Let's say a busload of people shows up at a polling place and the cop outside looks at it and goes, huh. And the poll watcher outside looks at it and goes, huh, big bus. Yeah. And then a bunch of people get off. Mm-hmm. And, and it says from from Boston. Uh, yeah, it's got Massachusetts <laughs> li- license plates on it, but whatever. Um, and they all get off and they're all keeping very quiet. You mm-hmm. know? Then they walk in, right? Do they have like a list of 60 people they know aren't going to vote that, that day? Thousands of people that they know aren't going well, to vote Well, th- for one bus, yeah, you got to know on that bus, all right, you're going to be Gary. <laughs> you're <laughs> going to be Steve. Your name is Shirley, sir. Like, 
what you got to match genders, you got to match names, you got to know that the people you're going to say you are are not going to vote that right. day. What what address they live in, so to make sure you know that the district that they're from. Like, yes, you have to be 100% certain. You have to done a statistical analysis on the people who are registered to vote and then know beyond a shadow of doubt because if one of those people shows up and votes and can prove that they are who they say they are and somebody else signed their name, the whole system gets flushed. Right. Everybody, if two people do that, everybody suddenly takes out torches and pitchforks. At least from all the people that were on the bus. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so again, um, this, you know, uh, just because we are we are running very late. Uh, who cares? Um, uh, well, everybody in the audience has got, you know, oh, yeah. they have the buses they, they need to get they, back. <laughs> they got the buses. They got to go vote. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, this is another thing that is easily solvable because it doesn't exist. Right. So next election comes around and you either win, in which case we solved it. Right. Or you lose, in which case... I told you, I told you there was voter fraud, otherwise I would have won. Now it's really an issue. Maybe I shouldn't leave. <laughs> Maybe I should stick around till we figure this out. Um, is seemingly the way that that goes. And I know I'm being a little presumptuous there. But I mean, I, the, I can see it from where I'm sitting. I can see it. I can see the desire. But the thing is, you can see the desire, right? Like mm. everybody I've been reading lately has said, like, essentially, and it's terrifying that they're, they're, that this is the way people are thinking, right? Mm. But everybody's saying, oh, what Trump is angling for is another terrorist attack. Then he yeah. can clamp down. His Reichstag fire. Yeah, his Reichstag fire. We see it coming. Yes. This is how bad he is at this. Mm. Like, fucking Hitler wasn't signaling Reichstag fire from, and in part, the media was, like, much less fractured, and Hitler controlled a lot of it, and, um... Uh, there was just a lot less of it, right? But after he wrote Mein Kampf, and after like the, uh, he'd done his time in jail and all that stuff, and, and when he started to cons- when he started to come back and consolidate his power and run for office, Hitler shut the fuck up about the fucking Jews. Mm-hmm. He didn't mention like my struggle, and he didn't mention that he was going to do a lot of stuff. He mentioned that he was going to make Germany great again, and he mentioned he was going to like consolidate our power against our enemies but he talked about bringing germany together and he was wildly popular because he wasn't talking about the things he was gonna do um which would go completely nuts and die in a bunker um uh, among others um so what trump has taken from hitler's playbook is beat three of the of the improv <laughs> show that is that is becoming a fascist. He has not, he's not taken the, here's how you subtly consolidate power until you can run mm-hmm. the camps, you know? Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, Hey, that's where we're at. That's um, where we're at. Uh, so let's get, let's get on the, on the positive. Now that we're an hour and three minutes into the negative. Sure. Um, what is our opposite effect this week? Well, because we, we went through three things that were not an actual problem right. to humanity in any way. We, uh, in talking about those three things, like Dustin says, we um, didn't discuss any real problems. And one of the things that is um, very disheartening is to see the government focus itself on, you know, basically uh, jingling sets of keys in our face as opposed to... Um, working on things that will make people happier, healthier, and more actualized citizens of a um, country that is well-operated. In which case, a lot of the problems, like drug use, and therefore drug cartels, and violence against cops, might just decline as, uh, you know, the symptoms they are of the larger Mm -hmm. problems. So... We decided to focus on a real problem, global warming. Yes. I know the science is out on this, <laughs> but we believe that global warming might actually be a problem. So this uh, uh, week, we'd like to ask you if you would be so kind to donate to the National Resource Defense Council, which is you can find at nrdc.org. And this is from their About page. 
NRDC works to safeguard the earth, its people, its plants and animals, as well, and the natural, the natural systems on which all life depends. Um, they are uh, very, very focused on trying to combat global warming, to trying to lobby the government to work on this problem, which is real. <laughs> it's really real. So, and clearly, we're not getting a lot of W's in this column. So if you could throw them a few bucks this week, that'd be super duper nice of you. Yeah. Um, this is what, uh, in a alternate reality, uh, or in the correct reality, um, if Hillary had one, we'd be discussing. Yeah. Uh, but now we'll just have to wait four to eight years before that happens. <sighs> All right. Uh, thank you for listening on that positive note of our inevitable demise. Uh, we will talk to you next week if there is one. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye.